Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Exurgat Deus, dissipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio deruteum a face eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. Okay, so this this story that I'm going to do today is the gift that keeps on giving. And it's in truth, it's kind of like herpes too. The headline is Witches Use Alternatives to Sage Amid Concern About Appropriation and Overharvesting. And this comes from the Religion News Service. Now, I don't know who Religion News Service is, but this is clearly not a religion, so whatever. But the story, like, within four sentences at the beginning got so woke, my head hurt. And so I had to take a moment to actually do just a cursory bit of research to make sure that despite the fact that this article is trash because of its woke um, syntax I was going to give you the real deal (laughs) woke witches who knew better question 50 years ago could you imagine a news story about witches that wasn't some protestant pearl clutching oh my goodness it's witches Like, seriously, 50 years ago, could you imagine that? Thank you, Second Vatican Council. This is all your fault. Well, it's not all your fault. It's just mostly your fault. You didn't want to teach the faith. You didn't want to show people real ritual. And this is what we have. Anyway, I digress, and we haven't even got started. Witches use alternatives to sage amid concern about appropriation and over-harvesting. That's the headline. This is... Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic, let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangel, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraesidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicis de precamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditionem marimarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum de trude. Amen. 
Coriesu sacratissimo miserere nobis, Mater dolorosa ora pro nobis. Sancti Joseph, ora pro nobis. Huh. <laughs> Our Lady, exterminatrix of all heresies, pray for us. In nomine Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Adewusa, it threw me way off. It threw me so off that I almost forgot this last thing. Domine, ostende facim tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Malius Maleficarum. Okay. From the religion news, okay, so no joke, before I get started, um, I saw this on MSN. I saw it, I chuckled a little bit, I clicked on it, I chuckled some more. I went to read it just a moment ago and I had to delete the whole start off because it was, because this news article is so woke, it's painful to try and read. So I did a little bit of background research to make sure I got the pronouns right even if the news article did not. <clears throat> yes, this news article botches pronouns because it's 2022. From the article, in their online metaphysical shop, Kiroi, Keitha sells bundles of rosemary, cedar, and black sage, as well as mugwort, though she's sold out of that at the moment. She doesn't, however, sell white sage. That particular herb is a gift from the land meant for indigenous people, she says. By the way, every time I say the word she, the news article actually says they. How do I know it's a she? Well, I jumped over to the website, I clicked on the Instagram, I saw pictures. This chick is your very typical artificially colored hair overweight, pierced, tattooed chick. Is it a surprise she's a witch? No. Honestly, I think I'm just going to start assuming that chicks with nose piercings are witches. I think that's just going to be the thing. Nose rings used to be a thing denoting slaves. So if you've got a nose piercing anywhere on there, I'm just going to assume that the devil has enslaved you and you're probably a witch. And you're probably woke as heck. I almost cussed just then. Did you catch that? Anyway. <clears throat> the 23-year-old witch started Kiroi in 2020 because she didn't want to support other metaphysical New Age and witchy businesses where she felt like her indigenous culture was being commodified and watered down, in particular by selling white sage. Quote, I started my shop because I was always raised with those indigenous values. And one of those values is that, like, we don't own Earth. We cannot sell something that we don't own, said Keitha, who said her father is indigenous to... Sabrahadabma! Ah! 
This is what I get for recording and not having read the article first. So that was a fresh reaction. This heifer is Boricua. Whoo! <sighs> Do not descend into Latin vituperations. Do not descend. Oh, sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on me right now. <sighs> Guardian angel, please let me control my tongue because what I want to do is just find this heifer and slap her. Oh. <sighs> okay. Okay. We can get through this. I'm not even joking. I'm not restarting this. I've already restarted this thing twice. We're going to get through it without having to delete and restart this. <sighs> I started my shop because I was always raised with those indigenous values. And one of those values is that like, we don't own earth. We cannot sell something that we don't own, said Keitha. I would really love to know this chick's real name. Who said her father is indigenous to Puerto Rico and her mother to the Americas. Really? Indigenous to the Americas. Okay, is this heifer Aztec? Incan? Mayan? Olmec? Toltec? Iroquois? Blackfoot? Cherokee? Apache, Navajo, Mohawk, Lumbee. I mean, really? Oh, indigenous to the Americas. Oh, my Lord. <clears throat> and the worst part is, is this heifer doesn't even realize that white sage is not Puerto Rican. We don't use white sage. That was some crap we got from the white witch back in the 60s. My abuelita practiced Santeria, and I don't remember there being sage in our house at all. Not ever. Oh, we're going to burn some white sage to cleanse the house. No, she practiced Santeria. She was still Catholic. Mostly. She wanted to cleanse the house. She'd go get a priest. Priest exercises the place. Marona Mia, she's more... Ah! White sage. Oh, <clears throat> oh, Marona Mia. <sighs> okay. Take it from a former occultist who's hung out in lots and lots of circles. White sage is used by continental Indians. Not all of them. It's actually not as widespread as you might think. I knew some people in Yakima, Washington that used white sage who regularly attended gatherings of their nation. And maybe the Blackfeet or Blackfoot use it also. If I remember correctly, I think the Navajo do. The Iroquois don't. The Lumbee don't. 
I'm kind of 50-50 as to whether or not the Lakota do. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But it's not uniform across the board. And this is one of the things I don't like about the super... Oh, well, I'm Native American. White sage is not Taino. There's no white sage in Puerto Rico. None. Whew. I cannot sell you something. I cannot profit off of something. I cannot financially benefit from something that is meant to be a gift. Oh, I want to rip this Hephra's rings out of her face, peel her skin off, and give it to somebody to wear as a suit. Oh. <sighs> Gracious. Burning white sage to cleanse a person or space or to attract positive en energy has become trendy in recent years because, in all honesty, it's as close as you can get to the smell of smoking weed without smoking weed, okay? That was the whole, that was the whole thing. You got to do this thing that was a little bit trendy and a little bit taboo. My goodness, do you understand how many demons got called into people's homes just because they were like, oh, I'm going to burn the white sage. Couldn't go get some holy water. No, I'm going to burn the white sage because I'm like all that, man, I'm like totally in tune with the earth, dude. Like it's totally, totally cool. Oh. Whew. Okay. <laughs> It's become trendy in recent years with sage bundles appearing everywhere from starter witch kits to luxury grocery stores. While smudging with sage is often promoted as part of wellness routines, the religious practices around the ritual end up largely removed. But the demons still show up anyway. But along with the popularity of white sage comes concern about cultural appropriation as well as over-harvesting. It's all very American, according to Rosalind Lapierre, an ethnobotanist, environmental historian, and professor of history at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. I've been to Champaign. <clears throat> Americans have a tendency not only to appropriate cultures, but also to simplify and reduce them down to the point where it's not identifiable anymore by the people in that group, said Lapierre, who is an enrolled member of the Blackfeet tribe of Montana. Oh, I'm going to elbow drop this heifer. And Metis. Huh. Well, at least she looks normal. She's just, you know, boomer. White sage is considered sacred in many indigenous cultures, which all have different stories and teachings about and uses for the plant, she says. For the Blackfeet, burning sage or smudging is one form of purification that takes place before interacting with the divine. Let me rewrite the word divine and say the preternatural or the diabolical or the demonic. People might smudge themselves or an object that might use as part of their spiritual practice or a place that might be used for ceremony. Okay. 
sidebar real quick. So my mother was traveling and she managed in her travels to obtain an obsidian carved crow. This is a crow carved out of obsidian glass. It is a black crow. Put little eyes on it and the whole nine yards. It's actually a very nice, it's a very fine piece of artwork. She handed it to me. I took one look at it. Now, mind you, this is after my conversion. This is after my, and my approach towards traditional Catholicism. And I noticed that this little diabolical device, you know, little crow statue, about maybe four and a half, five inches tall, had three eyes. Now, it was carved in a very Native American pattern. And let's face it, three eyes, I mean, that's kind of obvious. We, you sort of know what's going on with that. And so I did what any reasonable Catholic would do. No, I did not smash an expensive piece of obsidian glass. What I did do, however, was until I could manage to get the time to get it to a priest to have it exercised and blessed and soaked in some very, very powerful epiphany water, I smothered the thing in, in exercise salt. Why? Because I wasn't going to throw the... Like I said, we're talking about an expensive piece. We're talking about an expensive piece. This was pricey. This was also a gift from my mother. But I'm also not letting some portal to the diabolical just up into my house. Not without shutting that crap down. Now, this lady is correct. In America, it's easy to pick things up and you don't, you don't really know the heritage of a thing. You know, oh, well, I thought it was really cool and this, and like legitimately, the, oh, it was really cool and I thought you might like it, you know, put it on the shelf because she knows I collect various things that are, you know, from, tra from my travels ar around and some very odd things will end up on my shelf. Things that don't seem like they mean a whole lot. Things that you could probably buy. Like I have um, a stamped tin wind-up toy robot that I managed to pick up in Colorado. Why? In part because it was legitimately made exactly the same way they were back in the 30s and 40s when a lot of toys were made of like stamped metal and easy to be turned into blunt force instruments. And it had the little wind up key and the whole nine yards and everything was very, you know, vintage. Didn't cost a whole lot of money but it's a unique piece I collected. I was like, okay, cool. She understood this. She cared enough to buy that. She did not understand the metaphysical dimension of the whole thing. I did. So rather than do what my instinct was, which was to take that thing and smash it on the concrete, I figured I'd exercise it, make life a little easier. Because it doesn't matter if you know or not. And that's kind of the thing. 
objects that have a curse with them. Either they're from the occult, somebody's deliberately cursed them for whatever reason, and it, oh hey, by the way, any object can actually be cursed. You can have, you know, a statue of St. Joseph, the Terror of Demons, be cursed. So you generally, like a lot of that stuff, you want you want to do blessings and, and you know, get, you know, you want to do that stuff. Get some holy water, you know, sprinkle, sprinkle them with holy water, pray, etc. You want to do these things because, I mean, the vitamin C gummies that you buy at Walmart could conceivably be cursed. That's why you want to bless, you know, that's why we do the blessing of the food and this, that, and the other. Like a lot of that stuff carries from a very long way back. I don't know why they call it... See, in in the church, what they call smudging, the mechanism by which they smudge is the mechanism by which we incense. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I don't know why they call it smudging. I would think that, you know, that would be much more obvious to people. Oh, I'm going to smudge as a form of pure. I'm going to smudge. What does it mean to put a smudge on something? That's not purification, is it? If I put a smudge on a mirror, you're going to be happy about the smudge in the mirror, especially if it's your mirror, you need to look into that thing, you know, to do your pretty, pretty makeup. You're going to be happy about the smudge I put on your mirror? Or would you prefer to clean the mirror? 
Anyway, smudging is one form of purification that takes place before interacting with the diabolical, LaPierre says. People might smudge themselves or an object they might use as a part of their spiritual practice or a place that, that might be used for ceremony. Many religions have similar purification rituals, she pointed out. Now, in, a, in an obvious... Okay, so admittedly... In the aftermath of the Second Vatican Council, and this heifer is of that age, she would not maybe necessarily aware of the fact that for what she literally is saying, what we would do is we would take frankincense and we would burn incense as purification. Not really as purification. Because what does the incense represent? The mystery of God? The odor of our of our prayers being carried aloft up to God. Anyway, clearly does not understand Catholicism, but that's okay. Catholics cross themselves with holy water before entering a church. No, heifer, we're usually already in the church. Lord. Anyway. Muslims wash their face faces, hands, and arms, and feet before praying. Several traditions use incense to purify spaces, spaces or objects. So, she said, she's not sure what people think smudging is doing when it's disconnected from indigenous spirituality. It's pretty much the same thing, though, because if, if you've ever seen some middle-aged boomer chick with some white sage and the tied up in the little bundle, she lights the thing up and everything goes on fire and then she and then she kind of and she waves it around. It's the same thing. She knows what she's doing. She may not be of the particular spiritual practice, but that heifer knows full well she's in the occult. Anyway. <clears throat> The way I grew up understanding this process, and from talking with elders about this process, that it's something that is definitely connected to religion and religious practice, and it's not something that you would do unless you were going to interact with the supernatural realm, with the divine. Okay, seriously, this is one of the other reasons why I actually prefer to be Catholic, because when she says supernatural realm, what she's talking about is the preternatural realm, and when she says divine, what she really means is demonic. But whatever. It's not meant to be used for house cleaning, LaPierre said. It's something deeper than that. Oh yes, much deeper. Abyssally deeper. That commercialization has caused problems because white sage is mostly wildcrafted, meaning it's collected in the wild rather than farmed, she said. Really? Like, let's be real for just a moment. You think Walmart is going to put white sage in its aisles... Along and no joke, like in some places you'll see it. You'll see, you will see, in the particular aisles, you will see bundles of white sage, and they'll be stacked up next to candles, votive candles of Our Lady of Guadalupe and Saint Michael the Archangel and the Divine Mercy Jesus, of course, alongside votive candles of Catholics. I've already seen it. Particularly in Colorado, it hasn't quite made its way all the way east yet, but we're getting there. You know, most people back east still like to, you know, obtain their their magical items from reputable sources. Morons. 
Anyway, so the idea that Walmart's not just going to have a farm with White Sage, like, let's be real. Like, no. Anyway. Whew. LaPierre pointed to reports that White Sage has been over-harvested to meet demand in the southwestern United States, California, and northern Mexico. Oh, yeah, northern Mexico, where Santa Muerte practice is common. I did say demonic, didn't I? Yes, yes, that's exactly what I meant. Oh, apparently the Lakota do use sage. Must be a newer thing. Anyway, I just noticed that it's a couple paragraphs down. We'll get there. <clears throat> Some Native Americans believe it is important to share Native spiritual practices with non-Native people, as one women's health article about smudging pointed out. Quote, we are more than willing to teach people to show people our ways, uh, Shiloh and Shauna Clifford, who are Oglala Lakota and own Native Botanicals, told the magazine last year. We are just not willing to give others the keys and have them drive away with what is ours. They have to respect that. <laughs> Keitha acknowledged, too, that white sage is meant to be shared. But after centuries of boarding schools that separated indigenous children from their families and culture... Oh, by the way, that was mostly Protestants. I mean, Catholics did partake, but mostly Protestants. As well as laws that made indigenous spiritual practices illegal until the 1978 American Indian Religious Freedom Act. Gee, I wonder which spiritual practices were actually illegal. And in 19... Oh, Lord, have mercy on my soul... <sighs> okay. I know that witchcraft resurged in the 60s in America. I know that people like Aleister Crowley were open practitioners. In fact, Aleister Crowley had one of his subsidiaries of the Ordo Templi Orientis the School of Thelema in California in the 1930s. I know that Aleister Crowley dibble-dabbled in some of those other occultic practices from around the world until he settled in on, the, on that little hodgepodge thing that he put together himself. And him, the likes of H.P. Blodovatsky, um, Eliphas Levy, like, I can run down the list. You are not going to convince me that Native Americans couldn't practice their religion until 1978. See, being a former occultist, I actually studied occult history because I wanted to know where most of these practices were coming from as I was piecing together what it was I personally was going to use myself. So if it smelled like it came from the 60s, I rejected it. You know, it's weird because anything that smells like it comes from the 60s in Catholicism, I generally reject as well. Weird. It's almost like I have this aversion to boomers and their entire mentality. 
But if it predated the 60s by a good little bit, by at least a decade, if not more, and for my own personal preferences, I did actually dive all the way back into the 18, into the 18 and 1700s just to get away from boomerism. But the fact that there was a plethora of stuff that predated 1978, the American Indian Religious Freedom Act, oh my lord. Anyway, whatever. Let me get back to the article. I'm digressing way too much because this is, like, there's so much in this article that's really aggravating me. I just want to start dropping elbows on people. So back to the article. At this point in time, we deserve to be able to heal and reclaim what's ours. First off, Keitha, my Boricua cousin from way off the deep end, White Sage is not ours. Okay? We borrowed it from the Mexicans. When we do use it, it's borrowed. The Taino could not grow white sage on Puerto Rico. It's entirely too humid. The whole reason why sage gets used in the Southwest is because it's from the southwestern United States. It is from the desert region in America. We are tropical people. Well, not you. Clearly, you've never been in the tropics because you would weigh less. Because it's too hot and too humid for you to be that chakaramzada. By the way, that's... Dari for really fat. I've seen her picture. There's no point in going to look for it. I'm not posting any links. I just wanted to poke fun at this. This was a story that honestly, like I said, this is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm not even, I'm not even halfway through this news article. And I'm so outraged that I'm practically frothing at the mouth here. Not really. I feel like I would sound like Sylvester the cat if I was frothing at the mouth. Anyway, the commodification of white sage is making it hard once again for indigenous people to access their spiritual practices, she said. Quote, it's getting harder and harder to find, and it's getting harder and harder to find at a reasonable price point. And we should not even be buying it in the first place because it's part of our teachings to not sell it, she said. Do you know what the cure for not having to sell it is? You grow it yourself. See, the problem is, is that this heifer is busy looking for something that is a weed that she could that she could very easily put in her little urban garden and grow some on her own. But like most woke, detached, delirious, and delusional, diabolically disoriented people. This heifer can't rub them two bra- those particular two brain cells together that would let her know exactly that. LaPierre also laments how the sudden trendiness of smudging has flattened the significance of the practice. Now, I gotta be perfectly honest with you. This sudden trendiness of smudging 
might actually have to do with the Pan-Amazon Synod and all of that crazy, woke, indigeno excuse me, I wanted to piece together a brand new word, something that I could say was genuinely Radio Free Catholic, and apparently my tongue did not want to cooperate. So, the word I was intending to use was indigeno-demonic. And as you can understand, indigeno-demonic is a little bit of a tongue twister, and so it's not something that you're going to be able to say if you're allowing yourself to just start flinging out vituperations in every direction, because you actually have to have some modicum of self-control. So I'm going to dial this back about two degrees. We're going to stay in this level, and I'm going to say clearly that it's possible that Pope Francis has something to do with this new trendiness of the indigeno-demonic practice of smudging. It's possible. It may have something to do with that pacha heifer in the Vatican Gardens and those weird-looking people with the feathers and the high and I mean literally high you can look up the videos. He literally said, he, oh my lord, it was, it was a cartoon of indigenousness. Actually, I need to shift that word again too. It was a cartoon of indigence. See what I did there? Anyway. People who are stuck on this indigeno-demonic garbage might have actually been influenced by stuff like the Pan-Amazon Synod when they literally started taking feathers and white sage and doing whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> but that's not what this heifer is lamenting. This heifer is lamenting, quote, one of the things I would say about the sort of secular of one of the things I would say about sort of the secularizing of smudging, well, she's got a really weird pattern of speech. I thought I was, I thought I had a weird pattern of speech anyway, is that it really is kind of a reductionist way of looking at indigenous culture and of reducing it down to sort of a very simple understanding and a simple method using one plant versus lots of different plants for lots of different reasons, she said. Oh, I just scrolled down to a modern, older modern pagan witch who, I'm not joking, her hair has gone gray, but there's a lock of it, or a couple of locks of it, that she's decided to bleach and then dye in Pacific Blue. I only recognize Pacific Blue because I was shopping for ties and... This is a faded version of that Pacific Blue. You might call it seafoam or something like that. And she pretty much looks every bit the boomer stereotype. Anyway, come from the article, let's keep going. <laughs> Peg Aloy, who calls herself a, an older modern pagan witch, remembers conversations about cultural appropriation when white sage became popular in the pagan circles back in the 1980s and 1990s when she first became involved with the witch community. 
At the time, Aloy said, there was a lot of overlap between witchcraft and New Age circles. Many pagans hosted sweat lodges or smudged with sage, what we now know was appropriating Native American practices, she said. So Aloy was surprised when researching ways to spiritually cleanse a building last month that the top of the results online were still dominated by white sage. Gee, I wonder why that would be a thing. Let's think about this for a moment. It has been 30, 40 years, and White Sage has managed to stand true as the way for the indigenous demonic purification of buildings. Could this be because White Sage might have something directly to do with the devil himself, and he will not be upstaged by anything else? Plus, fun fact, white sage is easily mistaken for marijuana. And vice versa. <laughs> ah, it's, quote, it's unfortunate that this is a trend that we already reckoned with decades ago, and here it is again, and the problem once again is a lack of education, a lack of awareness, and unfortunately, white entitlement. Says Peg Aloy that it's a problem with white entitlement. Yes. I hate to say that, but it's really kind of what's at the center of it. Is it a surprise that witches are on the left with this wokeness? I kind of want to redo the song uh, Down With The Sickness by Disturbed and just change one word and change out sickness with wokeness because it's pretty much the same song. Continuing from the article. Even though we have a lot more ethnic diversity in the modern witch community these days, it's still primarily a white movement because <sighs> white witches are still diabolical even all these years later. <laughs> By the way, if you don't note if you didn't notice what I just did there, you know that Separation between white magic and, and, and black magic, that's okay. It just means that you're actually innocent. <laughs> Witchcraft sees renewed interest every decade or so, she said, and its current iteration has been fueled by new social media platforms. First, there were Tumblr. Hang on. Tumblr. That's read pedo and Instagram witches. Now, there's witch talk. Groomer witches. So we started with... <laughs> we started with pedo witches, moved into Instagram witches, which is more the narcissistic witches, narcissista witches, and then there's witch talk. Or groomer witches. I love it. By the way, if you're not catching some of those ties, tie-togethers, that's fine. It's fine. 
It's just that Tumblr for a very long time was the home of pedos before they went to Twitter. Now they're looking for a new place to go, which apparently is Mastodon since Twitter basically kicked them all out. So now Mastodon is the new pedo pedo website. It's, it's okay. The fact that you don't know what I'm talking about is a good thing. If you don't know the like what I'm talking about, just give glory to God, give honor to God, and pray for those who do know, because those who do know, do know. Okay, <laughs> carrying on from the article. But, one, but while information is made aesthetically pleasing and easily accessible on social media, Alois said, it often lacks the depth of engagement or knowledge of, say, the shared library beginner witches poured over decades ago. This witch just stuck her nose up in the air at all the witch talkers. How very interesting. That's funny. <laughs> ah. <coughs> For instance, while smudging with white sage is widely discussed online, there are many other ways people can cleanse a space spiritually using plants or other items that may come from their own cultures. Some witches don't use any physical component for cleansing, but she likes something more hands-on. I bet she does. She ended up using some, some of her mainstays for the cleansing. Rosemary, which she read, was used as incense in ancient Rome, something that connects with her Italian heritage. And salt, which is associated with cleansing and purification in many cultures. She's Italian. Oh, Lord, she's a medieval hedge witch. Okay. <clears throat> we're going to pause for a moment and we're going to go into some Occult 101. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the occultic significance of Rosemary, do understand that it is actually directly connected with the bastardized and adulterated understanding of Rosemary in Catholicism. See, Rosemary, like the name implies, is an herb attributed to the Blessed Mother. Hence the name, Rose Mary. But Rosemary was very often also used by those, um, what's the, dang it, what's the word for the, okay, so in Spanish, it's bruja. I forgot the name. Darn it. She was the lady that did the little thing with her fingers as a ward against the evil eye, and she also knew how to give the evil eye, like, um, like I said, in Spanish, it's bruja. If you're Italian and you remember, email me the, just send, just literally, just put it in the subject line, Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com. Email me and just put it in the subject line and I'll immediately recognize it because it's on the tip of my brain and it's probably occluded by all of the other stuff that got pushed out of my head when I actually converted back to the one true faith. <clears throat> but anyway, she's Italian. It's ancient Rome. Her Italian heritage and this heifer couldn't, this blue-haired heifer couldn't possibly 
just come back to the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, which has more time in Rome than her pagan roots. Gracious. Anyway. <laughs> and salt, which you and I both know, blessed salt, that is a good way to that is a good way to really do some exorcisms. Anyway, she also used rose water, but she said, honestly, that's just because I'm a gardener. Oh. Sancta de Genetrix ora pro nobis. Anyway. If Keitha needs to cleanse something spiritually, she'll reach for lavender, rosemary, or cedar. If she needs a boost of happiness, this is how crappy the sentence is. Okay, so this is the original sentence in the article. If Kitha needs to cleanse something spiritually, they'll reach for lavender, rosemary, or cedar. If they need a boost of happiness, it might be orange peel or marigold. Ugh. <laughs> Gracious. Anyway, so many people seem to view white sage as a wonder drug. Kitha said, but that's not really what it is. People don't understand it, you know? They don't have the relationship to the plant to understand. Oh yeah, because relationships to plants is the real problem. Different plants have different uses, she said. This is true. Instead of turning to white sage as a spiritual catch-all, consider all the concerns about its use. She suggested people take time to form relationships with other plants. I know the news article didn't intend the double entendre, but I do. I'm reading it into it, and I hope you caught it too. To learn the history and folklore surrounding them, to find something that meets a specific need. Quote, one of the fun things is when you break from the mold of just using white sage for everything, you get to experience so much more. There's a really nifty other article on here from Religion News. Is Tumblr witchcraft feminism or cultural appropriation? <laughs> oh. Oh, Heavenly Father, we're going to... Okay, so... Uh, uh, have mercy on us, Father. Anyway, um, we're going to come back to this one. I'm going to save this one for later <laughs> because the fact that they have so much hand-wringing Oh, okay. You want to find a catch-all? Let's find a catch-all. For you occultists out there that, on the off chance, you managed to make it this far knowing exactly how derisively I feel about all of your practices, it might be because, in the opener, I did make mention of the fact that I walked this exact same path. You want to know that catch-all? It's repentance. If you're from an area that had more than a thousand years of its history as Catholic, and believe you me, if you're from Europe, most of Europe had more than a thousand years 
I just want to point something out. This isn't like the Spanish Reconquista where the where the Moors showed up around 900 AD and then 500 years later got pushed back out but pushed back out by the Catholics, okay? You were Catholic. Your bloodline was Catholic for a thousand years or more. In the case of of Italy, let's say you're of Italian heritage, your heritage is Catholic for longer than Italy has heritage of any other kind. You see, Latia, where the Latin language comes from, and Rome, they were established 700 years before Rome fell. Rome lasted for, like, so the Roman Empire lasted for about a thousand years. But but they were, when Christ was born, the Roman Republic was just in its death throes and had only been around for about 250 years. The city itself had been established right around... I think another 70 or 80 years prior to that. So from the beginning of Rome to the end of Rome, it was approximately 750 years. From the beginning of the Roman city to the end of the Roman Empire, approximately 750 years. 500 of those years was in constant pushback and forth with Christianity. from when Rome was founded to when Constantine established Christianity as the official imperial religion, it was only 500 years, 500, right around, just under 600 years, just under 600 years. And then for the next 1,700 years, The Italian peninsula, what would be called the Italian peninsula, was Catholic, is Catholic. Now, what on earth could you possibly know about the Roman pagan heritage? About the Italian pagan heritage? Remember... Oh, well, we're from Sicily, so we had a... No, you didn't. You really didn't. And that's just a fact. Now, you may have some brujas who just never really got rid of that little diabolical disorientation thing that comes with being a heifer. And heifer, in this case, I mean witch. But the fact is is that little old Madrina was still Catholic. She was maybe a little bit superstitious, but she was still Catholic. For 1,700 years, she was still Catholic. Likewise in Spain, for 1,700 years, minus a little bit of Muslim invasion, Catholic. 
And I say a little bit of Muslim invasion. Okay, a lot of it. But there's not 10 or 15 or 20,000 years of pre-Roman history. It doesn't matter what it is that people are saying right now. Everybody who's coming out and telling you, oh, well, we carbon dated it and it's at least 60,000 years old. First off, they're lying because carbon dating only goes back to 12,000 years, assuming you know the carbon-14 content of the product that you were testing when supposedly it was supposedly made, okay? And since you don't, you don't. Carbon testing, radiocarbon dating, radioisometric dating, radioisotope dating, excuse me, slip of the tongue there, radioisotope dating is a farce. And it's a farce because you have to know the content of the radioactive isotope that whatever it is that you're testing started with. And because you don't, because whatever it was, was way before you were around, you don't and you can't. Radioisotope dating is a fraud. An absolute fraud. So you can believe that there's 30 or 50 or 200,000 years of human existence, but the genetic data said that, says that there's roughly about five or 6,000 years from before today. That is, and we do know how to track genetic entropy to get to the most pure portions of DNA that we've ever had. That we can do. If you wonder why I'm being very, very merciless about this, it's because honestly I care about the souls out there. And if you happen to be a witch out there and you're listening to all this, you managed to make it this far, then the fact is, is there's a part of you that maybe is looking at the whole witch culture and going, yeah, they've gone nuts. Like, oh, don't tell me wokeism is getting into witchcraft too. Or whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever it is that you're looking for is in the Catholic Church. Why? Because we are the one true faith. You want to purify something, you can purify your soul. You want to protect yourself against negative influences, we have spiritual warfare where we actually can teach you the way to protect yourself from diabolical influence. Legitimate evil. Evil, the kind of evil that wouldn't even eat your face off because it doesn't want to know what you taste like but it does want to rip your face off. <sighs> I know I'm probably not winning many converts. There's probably not many pagans who are silly enough to listen to, that, to a radio-free Catholic and certainly would not want me beating them around about the head and neck like I was just talking about their ridiculous little superstitions. And yes, they are ridiculous little superstitions. We are cre created in the image and likeness of God. You can know that. And you can actually know that through deductive reasoning. Like, you can use logic. You're sitting there practicing all of those practices, and for what? You want more power? 
You want more power and control over your life? You're not going to find it that way. I mean, you can continue down the path of brujeria or voodoo or santeria or whatever it is that you want to do. You can continue down that path. And down that path is death, destruction, and chaos, not happiness. It's sorrow, regret, grief. Not peace. Go down that way if you want. But take it from someone who's been there. Take it from someone who's walked that path. What you're looking for is not found in the smoke of white sage. What you're looking for might be found just beyond the smoke of our incense. But it's only found just beyond the smoke of our incense because our incense are the prayers rising up to the throne of God. So beyond our smoke is the throne of God. Creator of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. And unlike your very aloof demons who only show up when they really want to bend you over and have their way with you, our God's present at every altar, in every tabernacle around the world. And you can go see him face to face be right there in the room with you. I think that's a better offer. If somebody would have told me I could have saved myself 20 years of trying to piece together some off-the-wall tradition that really only made me, I'm not going to finish that sentence. I don't actually have a clean way to say that sentence. We're just going to leave it alone. But I will simply say that it may involve some chains and some whips, and it may not have been the most pleasant thing, and it most certainly was not rated PG. You could keep on the path that you're going, or you can come home to Rome. Obviously, this woke garbage, <laughs> and it is woke garbage. I mean, it makes sense that the that you know the new age modern occult would be. They, them, zer, zi, zhao, zhaga, zhuka, shaka, mula. It makes sense. Because the whole point behind the occult, the whole point behind witchcraft is to be, is to have the power to create who you are, how you are, the way you are, the way you want. It's about power over your entire identity, over your entire self-image. And power over the world makes it inherently an attempt to sit on the throne of God. But from personal experience, I can tell you, it's better to kneel at his feet than to sit in his throne. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you in nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.